Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 35 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. Today, we're going to be talking about point restrictions when hunting. Is it a viable, is it a good option uh, for management of bucks and bulls, or are there better options out there? And researchers wanted to know whether point restrictions made sense at all. So a lot of the times you will see a restriction going one way or the other. You can't shoot a whitetail buck if it's got less than three points, or you can't shoot a bull elk if it has more than one, a spike. So you can see it being used on both sides. And what they're trying to do is, it depends on the situation that they're used for. In the case of a whitetail, the areas that they've used them in, or at least that I've read about, I'm not very familiar with whitetail, but the areas that I've seen it used in, they had low population numbers and winter mortality was high. So they would reduce the amount of bucks being taken to help the population out. Now, hunting is not what's killing off these whitetail. There's high mortality due to severe winters. And so they had to use the point restriction to say that you could only kill a buck that had three or more points due to the amount of die-off each year that was happening, happening in the yearlings. So that one and a half to two and a half year group was being negatively affected by the harsh winters. And so to get to help these animals out and to carry more animals into the next year, especially at that younger age, they started asking those uh, hunters to take a more mature buck and it's often difficult to find. And so there are some negative side effects that come on the social side of things, not on the management. But then in the, uh, the opposite side, uh, there's a unit that I like to hunt that's a spike only unit and they're trying to increase the age class of the bull elk. Uh, it's a limited entry unit. And so they're trying to bring it up from an average of three and a half years up to five and a half years, which is an awesome thing uh, if you want to hunt big bulls. I mean, it's, it's, here in Utah, you could have, I don't know, 14 points, 15, 16 points. And it'll still be a tough unit to draw, but it's becoming a very good unit. But they're using the spike uh, as a way to, a spike hunt as a way to limit the take on the more mature bulls. And so point restrictions come on both sides of the spectrum. And researchers wanted to know, actually, did it work? Does it work? So they were studying up in Michigan and they used a couple of different mathematical analysis to do it. Um, ultimately, they chose the piecewise regression. And a piecewise regression is a mathematical model that looks at an event. So they changed the way they managed bucks, let's say, in 1999. So they would use this model to look at all the previous data up from, let's say 1930 up to 1999. And then the other half of this model would go from 99 to 2023. And so it could tell you whether there was a benefit for the points class in the area. They were trying to increase the amount of 
young deer in the area because of their harsh winters from year to year were killing off so many. So they instituted, uh, had to be three points on one side. And ultimately, at the end of this conclusion, um, researchers agreed that point restrictions do work. Now, the science says that it's going to work, but there's a whole host of other issues. I've uh, looked at point restrictions in the area that I lived in for mule deer. We have a lot of young mule deer and not a lot of mature. And so I was always curious, um, could we do a point restriction, say you can't shoot anything that's, you'd have to have three points or bigger because we got a lot of two points around here. And I talked to law enforcement about it, and law enforcement said the last time that it was instituted in the area, they saw an increase in, um, I guess, illegal take or poaching, whichever term you like to use, where people would accidentally shoot a two-point or whatever it is, and they didn't want to get in trouble. They didn't call it in. They would just leave it lie. So they saw an increase in that. But then I was reading an article as I was looking over the effectiveness of point restrictions and huge debate up in Michigan over this. There's a lot of angry, angry people. Um, I guess uh, here, in, here in Utah, maybe it's, it's more accepted and just not as common to talk about. But in Michigan, there was a huge write-up. There's a bunch of articles, a bunch of debate, and it's a very hot topic. People own property up there who have never been able to kill a buck. In the one gentleman, he'd owned a property for over seven years, wasn't able to take a buck because he didn't have any legal ones. He had a lot of two-points coming through and a lot of smaller stuff, but nothing mature. And in the study, they actually kind of acknowledge this, that it's these more mature animals that they're going for are not going to be necessarily hanging out in the same locations as these younger animals. As they start to feel the pressure, they start to find those spots. They move to those spots that are going to be a little safer, like we've learned about in previous podcasts. And so some areas just aren't going to produce large animals even though there's a point restriction because maybe they're transitioning through to something else so it's a hot topic researchers just do the research they're they're not there to debate the social side of things and it's often a mixture of social as well as science that goes into the management of wildlife which makes it very challenging scientifically point restrictions do work both for and against increasing the age, or you can use it as a tool to help manage whether you're having bad winters or you want to increase the average age of the animals. You can use point restrictions both sides. But again, it's the social side of this topic of whether you can use it or not. All right, you guys stay wild. Have a great day. Thanks.